Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nuruja Shamal, and each episode I'll ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are aspiring to become geologists. Now, to answer these questions, I'm joined by 27-year-old exploration geologist Andrew McClure, who has recently found her true passion within the vast world of geology. Now, when Andrew graduated from university, um, instead of looking for jobs close by in her area, she decided to do the exact opposite and go abroad all the way to New York where she got a variety of work experiences and learnt a lot about her career and herself as a person. So let's hear from her. All right, and we're back with another very special guest here today. Andy, great to finally have you here. Tell me, um, how's everything going? Things are good. I'm currently on break, so I've got a couple of days off and I'm making the most of it. Just went to the beach this morning and enjoying some some downtime. Great to hear, Andy. And, you know, you look relaxed and I'm really glad to hear that you're getting some downtime and I know you have a very busy schedule. Now, Andy, before we get into our top questions um, asked by students for the career path of a geologist, um, the first thing I was hoping you can help me answer is... What exactly is a geologist? Um, How would you define this role? Okay. Uh, So to start, geology is an earth science and a geologist's focus is to look at rocks and essentially determine what they are. But it's not like you're walking along the ground and you pick up a rock and you say, oh, this is this and this is why it's there. You're looking at kind of the bigger picture. Geology in a way is like storytelling. So if you're looking at a specific rock in a certain area, you might be able to identify the minerals, but you then need to go through and say, okay, how did it get here? Why is it here? What are the processes that led to it being here? And is it going to be economically valuable in any way? Um, And that's kind of... uh the start of geology and that's how it is interesting yeah, yeah. you know and when you break it down like that there is more than just looking at a rock there is elements yeah. to it yeah yeah um jumping into our questions that we have for mm-hmm. you the first question that we have is did you ever imagine being where you are today not really i didn't kind of uh grow up thinking oh i want to be a geologist i foresee myself being there in the future Uh, When I was in high school, I was very unsure about what I wanted to do. I have a broad range of interests. I'm interested in sciences, but also in in the arts. Um, So at university, I studied both geology and communications and media to kind of have both options and pathways open. Uh, For the first couple of years after university, I went overseas and worked abroad. Uh, So I I didn't touch geology after I graduated for about four or five years. So, no, I didn't always foresee that I was going to be here, but now I am working as an exploration geologist um, and it's pretty great. What attributed to finally making that transition to not being sure and then realising that geology was the kind of pathway you wanted to set yourself Mm. on? So I worked in an office for five years after I graduated uni and it's only been in the past year that I've actually started working as an exploration geologist um, and the reason I kind of wanted to make that switch was because I was sick of being in an office. I was walk, going into work every day, sitting down, looking at a computer, looking at data, doing this, doing that, but not actually kind of being out 
in the wild, I guess you could say. Whereas now my job, um, I'm outdoors pretty much all day. I spend a, a part of my day on the computer, but a vast majority of it is outside, um, which is where I like to be. Really good to know. Mm. Much more hands-on. Yeah. Um, Andy, next question that we have for you is, did you consider anything else apart from geology while you were studying it, while you were on potential pathway of it? Did you consider any other career options? Yeah, so... I'm a geologist at the moment. Um, I will go into the business side of geology in the future, most likely. Uh, But in order for me to get there, I need to do my time. I need to understand what a geologist does. I need to understand um, the processes involved in the kind of geology that I do. So I'm not sure if you've had any geologists on the show yet, um, but the the vast majority of geologists in Western Australia are mine geologists. I'm an exploration geologist, so there is a difference there. Um, with a mine geologist, uh, those generally work for bigger companies, the, the big Rios, BHPs. They will go into a mine every day and they will generally do whatever tasks they have to do. And it, from my understanding, it's relatively repetitive, whereas I work for a small exploration company, so there's only six of us. Um, we work in an area called Greenfields, so it's an area that has never, ever been explored which is super cool and super interesting because no one has ever drilled. There's been no drilling there. No one knows what is in the area we're drilling. So we could hit something great. We might not. Who knows? And going back to what I was saying earlier about it being a story, we just started our first drilling program there. So for anyone who doesn't understand what that entails, essentially in geology, there's a few kinds of drilling. You've got air core, RC drilling and diamond drilling. So diamond drilling is what we've just started now where we'll go out onto, it's a salt lake, so it's quite barren, and our drillers will essentially produce core, which is a long rod of rock, really. And you as the geologist then get to look through that rock and say, okay, this structure is here, it's this rock, hmm, I wonder why that got there, how that got there. And you essentially, in exploration, you you come up with the idea and you'll say, I am proposing this, I think that this has happened and this is why it's there. But you might have a a senior geologist who comes along and says, whilst that's a great theory, no, I think it's this. So it's very unknown. There's a lot of storytelling and it's the unknown is the fun part, really. So that's why I'm interested in exploration specifically and not mine geology. Fantastic. And that's very insightful, I think, and important for any of our aspiring geologists out there to understand the kind of work environments that you can be in in this role. Now, Andy, the next question that we have for you is... Was it difficult for you to find a job? And if you don't mind sharing the whole job application process you took and highlight any difficulties in that process if you had any. Absolutely. So one thing that you need to keep in mind if you decide to go into the resources sector is that it is cyclical. So there will be some times where if you graduate, you may be inundated with job offers. You might receive 10 job offers and you don't know what to do with them. Or you could be very unlucky like me and graduate in a time where... The cycle had ended, no longer, you're no longer in a boom. There were no jobs. So that's why I decided to take myself overseas and spend a couple of years over there. And then where the industry is at, at the moment is a fantastic time because you're going into kind of it's essentially a boom again. Um, but it's something to be aware of if you want to go into that industry. There are booms and there are busts. You might be fortunate to graduate at a good time when there are lots of things on offer. But even if you don't, again, it's cyclical. It'll come back, more jobs will come up. 
No, absolutely. And it's, it's a very important observation that you've made and, and experienced. I mean, the fact that job opportunities are cyclical in your field. And for young professionals out there to know this, that it, sometimes it can boil down purely to how well the market is performing and not really anything else is important to know. Now, I just want to take you back, Andy, to a point that you made, that you decided to seek work experience abroad, which I can imagine was exciting, but also risky at the time. What was your experience like? And was there any key takeaways you can share with us about living abroad? Um, If living abroad is something that you're interested in doing, get a university degree, because that degree will open so many doors for you abroad that would otherwise remain sealed shut if you didn't have that degree. So... Before I mentioned my first major was communications and media studies. So when I graduated, I uh, was in Perth for a couple of months. I turned 21. Immediately after my 21st birthday, I got on a flight and moved to New York. And the only reason I was able to get that visa was because I had a communications and media studies degree. And then I then found a job in New York um, in that field Mm. and they were able to sponsor me. If I didn't have that degree... Mm. I wouldn't have been able to go overseas and work um, and, and get the visa approved. So, you know, I had a friend who even last year she did half her degree and then she thought, I don't know if this is for me, I might not do it. And I said, everyone's different, but from my experience, finish your degree because if you want to work abroad, which she did, mm. and she's going to be going next year hopefully, um, that degree will facilitate you working elsewhere. Great to know. And once again, very valuable insights here, which should be useful for our listeners. Moving on to the next question that I have for you asked by students is, what are employers looking for in young graduate geologists who are applying for jobs? And do you have any tips for students to improve their chances when the time comes to apply for a job? Okay, so this one's very easy. You should do some vacation work when you're in university. I didn't. And no one told me that it was kind of something that you had to do. I found that uh, I found out the hard way that it would have been a good idea to have it because I didn't. I went to Europe every summer instead. Uh, no regrets there, no but regrets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely worthwhile doing that vacation work. Um, uh, try and get paid vacation work, obviously, but mm. even if you can't, getting a week or two out in the bush under a senior geologist to get a little bit of experience will be uh, be worthwhile. And it will actually give you a bit of a feel because you might go out there and you might think, this is not for me. And that's fine, but there's only one way to know. And it's better to know that earlier rather than later. Absolutely, Andy. Really, yeah. really good advice there. And unfortunately, you had to find out the hard way, but you're enjoying your time yeah. as well. Uh, next question that we have for you is, what surprised you working full-time in industry? I mean, finishing university, finishing school, but then working full-time, what really took you by surprise in terms of that shift? Oh, my God. School is the best time of your life. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Very yeah, well. there's... Oh, there's just something fun about being poor with your friends and kind of scraping by. And then you get into um, the real world and you realise, oh God, I have to go to work every single day. I have to buy my own groceries. I have to buy my own toilet paper. Those stupid things. That was the biggest shock. Honestly, that was it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So just really just having to be an adult. Yeah. Basically. For sure. Yeah. But in terms of the work associated with what you were doing in industry. Mm -hmm. Did that take you by surprise? How much of it was applicable to what you were studying, to how much you were actually applying in industry? Or was everything quite new and you were learning on the job? There's definitely a huge amount of learning on the job that goes on. But my kind of main takeaway was 
Which I retained a little bit more from the old university. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if geology is something you're interested in, yeah, just just pay attention. Pay yeah. attention. Pay yeah. attention. Um, everything you learn in university will kind of be applicable at some stage. Maybe not directly, but you might be doing something and you're like, oh, that's why I studied that one thing in uni. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. And good advice. The next question that we have for you is: Do you have good mm-hmm. work-life balance? I'm going to say not really. Look, it's all right. I work on a 15 days on schedule. So I fly out and I work 15 days straight in the bush. Then I come back and I have six days off. Those six days off are fantastic. But, you know, there's only so much you can fit into those six days. So in a period of five weeks, I'm in the city, I have six days off. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it's not a sustainable thing that I want to do for the rest of my life because... If I want to have in the future, the far, far future, hmm. some kids, that kind of thing, you, you can't be away in the bush if you want to be a hands-on parent. Um, so that you definitely can get much more um, balance in the industry if you're on a better schedule. So if you're on an, an eight and six schedule much better that would that would that's the dream that's living the dream, the dream. Yeah. yeah 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 no good mm. to know really good to know um because work-life balance is important is in terms of the point that you touched upon family you know mm. spending time with not just even your future family but with your current family as For well sure. how do you balance that you want to spend that time and certain people do yeah i actually this was kind of, this this trip back was the first time i was away and i thought god i actually can't wait back wait to get back to just see my parents yeah just hang out with my parents. See your parents, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. So next question that we have is, and one of the most popular questions mm-hmm. that we get is, does your job pay well? Uh, it, I, okay, it depends. It depends, right? So I get paid 90K a year. Um, and in terms of the geology spectrum, that's on the low side. Okay. So as a rule of thumb, exploration pays less than mine, mining geology. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pay, if you want to earn the big, big bucks, go and work for Rio, mm-hmm. go and work for BHP. Mm-hmm. If you want a job that is arguably more interesting and you will get far more experience and a breadth of experience, uh, exploration is the way, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you take a pay cut. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so while on the geology spectrum, it's kind of on the lower things relative to the work I did in comms and media in New York, I'm getting paid way more now than I was there. So Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really valuable. And I think you touched upon a really interesting point that, yes, you're maybe on the lower spectrum of that for the geology mm. field, but probably the learning and the experiences are so invaluable mm. right now that probably have much more long-term growth for yourself. Yeah. So that's that's a really something to be mindful of for those who are listening. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the role of geology, it's not really about the money in yeah. some cases, but really what skills that you contribute to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next question that we have for you, Andy, is do you get to travel much? I mean, you've mentioned about the 15 weeks and, and you know, six days here, <laughs> if I heard that correctly, but what is, what is the travel lifestyle for Andy? I get to travel to the bush quite a lot. Um, do I get to travel to metropolitan cities? No. No? Does Kalgoorlie count? Uh, it does not. I went to the pub in Kalgoorlie the other day, so I guess I could say, <laughs> yes, I got to travel to the pub. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, good to know. I mean, um, part of it is to know that you're on your feet. I think that's bottom line that you are moving quite a bit. You don't, you were in that office job where it was probably just one spot, but now you're moving around a fair bit, right? Yeah. And I love that. Human beings were not meant to be sitting on their ass all day. And I'm finally in a job where I'm not doing that. Great to hear. Last question that we have for you, Andy, is 
what are the most important skills you believe for the job and how can one start preparing and developing them in high school mm-hmm. or in university to where you are today? Um, you need to have good people skills because you are dealing with other people, not just in your company, you're, you're communicating with the drillers and all of your contractors all the time. So you need to be able to communicate what you want and especially you need to be able to communicate if there's an issue, what that issue is. Because if you can't get that across, your issues won't be solved. Um, So definitely you need communication skills. You need, I guess you do need to be somewhat technical, but you can learn that all on the job. All of that is learnt. So there's really nothing you can do to prepare for that. beforehand apart from being eager to learn being eager to learn is what will get you the most experience and will help you in your career um, and will kind of boost you up that ladder if that's where you want to go just being eager really good advice and Andy that sums up all our questions that we have for you today Um, thank you so much for being here and sharing your insights and and your honesty about what geology is and what it means to you Uh, for our listeners who have more questions for Andy that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her just visit our website careerview.com.au this is where you find uh, Andrea's profile and you can email her with more questions which I'm sure she's happy to answer when she has some time and she's here Um, and with every episode please don't forget to submit your questions to young professionals who've been there and done that and can share their experiences with you just one last thing for me if you had to kind of look back um during your time at school and and university (laughs) was there anything you would do differently that would maybe change the way you kind of think about how you work today uh yeah but I'm about to give some advice that you might want to cut out because it's probably (laughs) just go for it you know this is the honesty Um, where we like to I studied really really hard in high school I finished with a 99 ATAR, did really well, got a short entry into law, ticked off all those boxes because that was a goal I set for myself. So I did that. And then I got to uni and I was just burnt out. First year rolled around and I found that all of my study steam, it was gone. Um, So I probably, well, I would have maybe worked a little bit, uh, maybe not as hard in high school. Obviously you want to work hard, you want to do well. Um, So that I still had a bit of energy left to study in uni. Because my first semester of uni is probably my worst um, in terms of what I've retained and my um, grades because I just needed a bit of a break. That's it. Really good advice, Andrew. Thank you for <laughs> your time. Feel free to not share that. <laughs> no, we we'll definitely will. Thank you so much and thanks for being here. No worries. See you, Neri.